My name's Ricky Brabeck. I ride for Monster Energy Honda, and I can't believe I made it on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. See you guys next time. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. That means it's Tuesday night. That means it's seven o'clock, and we are live in the Valley of the Dirt People, Pahrump, Nevada, with the show that aims to answer your motorcycle and motorcycle product-related questions. My name is Jimmy Lewis. I have a very special guest today. <laughs> not, not too special, dude. No one even knows that I'm here yet. I, I was kind of surprised that you showed up. I was figuring you, you, go, you might ghost me because that's how you <laughs> rock star guys are. Uh, I, I, I kind of texted around 4 o'clock. I'm like, you making your way out here? Because I, I thought you were going to get here a little bit early, but the, the mountain bike plans uh came from uh kind of last minute so i lured in ricky with the the opportunity of a really good ride tomorrow some super solid mountain biking on thursday thursday and then he has to go to work and pick up his uh nachos 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 coming to town get your nachos hey you don't you don't have to drink that there i i got one for you i filled it up with water Oh, yeah. Sponsorship, baby. Yeah, you got to got to make sure you're taking care of the sponsors. And and of course you're getting uh, your 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 extra day rate and your media appearance rate for coming on this show. Correct. Yeah. From DBT. From Really? Yeah. Okay, you're going to sign a lot more <laughs> shirts than you think about tonight. So, uh yeah, so Ricky Brayback on the show tonight. Let's say hi to all the all your friends on the Instagrams. All of them. What's yeah. what's going on, guys? All seven? Come on. There's there's we seven. can do better. Well, how do you? Ch- oh, the little number up on top. Yeah. Well, nobody cares. Yeah. Like, like there's at least two people going to watch this whole show as we go. But anyways, this show is brought to you by our amazing sponsors: Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, C Concepts, Bulletproof Designs. Double take mirrors and uh, and you, you for sponsoring us by clicking through our Amazon links, uh, shopping at Rocky Mountain ATV MC uh, through the link on our website. And if you haven't seen, Trevor's been actually doing some work. He's been, it, Trevor's is a little desert donkey, he goes all the desert races, except for the ones I go to. Yeah, I didn't see I, the two I did. I went to the one, I went to one in 15 years and he wasn't there. To, to watch my amazing performance. <laughs> <laughs> he should have shown up because I would have smoked him. That would have been funny. Oh, he should have. No, it was I, a good one. I'm pretty sure I would have smoked him. I, I'm, I'm like, because that's not his thing. The the rocks going through the yeah. rocks and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I That was that was a pretty pretty good one. Um. So Derek says, I'm a big dude and he counts as two. <laughs> Same. And there will be no excuses to get the T-shirt done. Well, Mark, as as one of our top fans, so Mark Daniels, he he has he watches Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, this show. Yeah. But he adds an extra T because he thinks that needs Tech Talk Taco Tequila Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, and I agree with him. I'll probably have some as we get it going a little bit uh, into the show. But uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining in. Uh Thanks for uh, supporting us. And uh, so if you have questions, we'll answer them for free right now. Do we have people that are calling in too? Uh, we have one, but uh, our, our, there's certain requirements you have to meet before you're allowed to be brought on the show. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> uh, do they have to be a member of the BBC? The, they do not. They don't. Okay. No. Just checking. You know, Matt slipped up a couple of weeks ago. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. 
There's going to be some tweaks on policy of when we uh, do remote shows now. Right. So he, so we, we have the C concepts hot seat hotline, which is a zoom chat. So instead of using the phones, you just, we put the zoom link up in the thing and you can click on it. And there's some rules that you have to do. Well, Matt didn't um, follow his own rules on letting people in and someone got in onto the show. And so the way that that show was working, it was like a two, it was a two screen. So there was, there was me on one side and I think Matt was on the other mm-hmm. and I disappeared and there was a guy from the the BBC on the other side of the screen. He replaced replaced me as the host for five seconds. Uh, five seconds three of three to five. It three was, to five. It was seconds. not very long. Yeah, Matt panicked, and I didn't know any of this. <laughs> I didn't know this that any of this went on. And he said he, he all of a sudden he got really quiet, and he's like, "Oh, hold on, I got to fix something." He's like, "Just keep talking." <laughs> yeah, just keep her going. Just keep her going. So, and, uh, and, and wouldn't you know it? I've had to. It's a good thing now that, you know, it's not a remote show. This show is not just a Zoom call right now. Right. And this is a good thing because the things I had to moderate during last week's show, they oh. came back in full force. Oh, the whole the whole group. They they. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, that, that, that troll and his bots. Right. So it's funny because this whole trolling thing is a is a thing that people do. Yeah. And I told Matt, I said, did we get good, good rate? Did we get good numbers, though? Because if like all these trolls and bots come and then. If you go and try to do damage to someone's show or podcast, if you actually do it, which he did, he was able to get in. We went in and edited it out, you know, took it back out. But then you got to tell all your friends. And so all of a sudden we should have a show with some really good numbers. It should be more than just two people watching. Nice. Victor was the only happy person. Yeah. <laughs> Vic, Victor, Victor. Well, he is my Valentine. So, of course, he's going to be happy. He, Victor. This is why I couldn't do Zoom call at home tonight. Jimmy made me drive all the way to Prunt. Just yes. go riding with him tomorrow. Yes. Zoom, I mean, the Zoom call could work right now. Hey. Like, I'm here to moderate it. So Okay. So, Too Many Cowies has a question on the Instagram. So, if you're unfamiliar of how we do this, uh, you can submit questions to the chat. You can go into the um, Zoom, which is our C Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. We'll get to your questions, or if you're listening to this like afterwards and you have a question, oh, these guys could probably answer my question. Just put it in the chat, email us, whatever. We'll get to it. And uh, so, too many cowboys says I've never seen so many cylinders cylinders destroyed and pistons as the twenty to twenty three TPI and even some twenty three TBIs are the OEM pistons made of clay. Uh, <laughs> no. I, <laughs> they're not made of clay. Uh, so this is, this is, you're, you're obviously on a, on a group that, that follows that particular bike. And so the 1% of people that have problems, which is, I'm just guessing, but it's probably 1% of the people that are having problems. They all have Instagram accounts and they all have face social media stuff. And the one guy that had the problem took a picture and shared it on one group. Maybe it was is a uh, um, Pacific Northwest trail rider said, I bought this bike and this happened. And somehow the dealer didn't prime the oil pump or he didn't mix the gas right. Or his first three minutes on the bike without warming it up were wide open down the road and it grenaded. And now that picture has made it onto 22 different forms. Cause it was shared by 15 different people. Cause some people share in six or seven forms just to be that, that guy. And I'm not standing up for KTM. I'm not defending, you know, any any of this stuff. It's just 
it's not as big of a problem. But it's just like it's just like news. Like now, regular people, Ricky, are acting like uh, newscasters. And if you have good information, or you think it's good information, or you you're gonna break the story. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna tell everybody that hey, look, yeah, and so and so said this. Okay, yeah. and and you know what, I'm a, Ricky. You're, you're actually remember the picture you sent me of the KTM with the front end snapped off. Yeah, that you took that picture, right? Yeah. Did I ever share that on social media? I don't know. No, you took a picture and you you sent it to me as like a joke. Yeah. And the funny thing is I saw that and I looked at it and I oh boy, something strange must have happened. And then I just forgot about it. But then next thing you do, you you see is like two days later, I saw it all over Facebook. Right. But it, but it wasn't my photo. It wasn't your photo. It was somebody else's but photo. But that's how things travel is like you said, they one guy shares it. And then, like you said, 10, 15, 20 other people, you know, whatever, screenshot it and reshare reshare it or they send it to friends and then those friends post it and then like word travels fast. Okay. And so this was a, this was a KTM that the triple clamp, the, the center stem on the triple clamp snapped. And so you'd think, oh, this thing just broke because it was brittle. Well, hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that was like at a super cross test track and you had a high level guy doing something and he... He misshifted or something happened. You know, I could see that there's certain forces that could do this. But I asked you finally, I said, hey, what, what, how, how, how did you get that photo? What happened with that photo? Because I did see photos that were like it surfaced. That guy went off the track and head on to another guy, correct? Yeah. So it was two motorcycles basically essentially heading on. And yeah, that's the kind of force that will snap a triple clamp. I hate to tell you, I don't care what brand it is or any other stuff. But it's just like it's just like the Pistons. It's the same sort of thing. You're seeing it's you're seeing one percent, one percent. And it just kind of goes viral and it gets shared and then people reshare and they're just they just become uh, news reporters. And and after you, you know, after you become a news reporter, you're like, hey, look, I got a bunch of, you know, people. News is filled with horror and misery and bad things and headline generating stuff so that your your eyeballs stick to it so they can sell advertising. And now us people on social media share those kind of things because you want more eyeballs on your, you're like, Hey, I want to be more, I want to be the popular person. So, I mean, maybe that's not you particularly, but that's what is going on with this. So just slow it down a little bit. When you see something like this, don't worry. Uh, KTM has not switched to clay for their piston material just yet. Maybe you never know. Soon. Soon. <laughs> uh, that is the unfortunate part of social media. And guess what we're part of right now? We couldn't we couldn't do this show right now without social media. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we're on YouTube's. We're on the Facebook's, all those different things. So anyways, cheers, everybody. Uh, what was lightning quick? I think he's talking about the incident, the incident. Oh, that, that popped up on the, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ricky, what have you been up to? I've been up to not much. Just hanging out, waiting for summer to come around. So, oh yeah. You're not a big fan of the cold. No, dude. I hate the cold. The last time we went riding was miserable. And with, I told you I'd never do that again. You mean with me? Yeah. Yeah. I thought just because it was riding <laughs> with me was, was, was miserable, but that's, that's not the case. Hey, so just Instagram friends that are on here and, uh, uh, <laughs> I, it looks like uh, Victor's had to start a new Instagram account. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder what he did to get kicked off that. <laughs> um, so we, uh, it, when we kick you off of Instagram here, you can always go to our other channels if you want to keep continue watching this live. And uh, we'll, like I said, we'll get back and answer your questions if you have them. I haven't seen any new ones pop up there. And especially water. Oh yeah, their cat. It's, the, the funny thing is the delay is the is the problem here. Like the delay between when the feed comes in mm -hmm. and all the other stuff. So yeah. I think there's probably what is there like eight or ten second delay uh, between us and what when it gets to people's laptops? Yeah, uh, I'd say about. Would you say eight seconds? I don't know. Uh, I think eight seconds is is what I would. So so if I say something it. bad, can we bleep it? And beep no. it out. No, we can't do no. that. Once you, why don't you ask the audience how long the delay is? Well, they won't know. They won't know. Hold on. Here, here's, here's a joke. Um, when when I do this, when I crack this beer, start giving me some uh, some X's in the chat or some B's in the chat. Just go. Okay, that's. I want to see some X's or B's in the chat, and then we'll figure out the delay exactly. So well, we didn't have a timer going. I'm in my head. I'm going to start fi figuring out because it'll start happening. For sure, they already heard that. You think so? Yeah. Oh, well, it hasn't popped up in the chats. It would go instantly. Right there. Look it. Okay, so yeah, it took yeah 10, 10, 10 seconds. <laughs> Sean, perfect. Yeah, triple X is some bees from Bill. Yeah, Bill's got the bees. It's all good. So, anyways, if you guys have any questions at all, we're we're short on questions tonight because Matt didn't do his job and he didn't farm questions. Well, I could just go put some into chat, uh, chat GP and see what we get back. Do, are you hooked up to that? No, but. It takes a little while to get onto that. I mean, oh. summer's coming. People are going to start writing less, right? Well, here's the interesting thing, Ricky. Maybe people, not us, but. People don't come to my school right now because they think it's too cold. And our, our training days have been just been perfect. We've had, you know, it's a little chilly. It's like 40 degrees in the morning. But during the middle of the day, the day, it's 65, 70. On the dry lake bed, I was sweating. Really? This, this weekend. Yeah, it was getting hot. Oh, and people, yeah. I, I had to peel layers off. Yeah, and people are like, "Why? Why don't you have classes in June?" It's because you'll melt. Yeah, like training stops at ninety essentially. Mm -hmm. So, even like the Vegas locals. So, yeah, somebody wants to know: Has Jimmy rode the Stark? No, uh, I've not rode the Stark. <laughs> the it, I don't think the Stark is rideable right now. They don't have it. They don't have very many of them. They they toured a couple of them around. So the next thing is, has Jimmy rode the Kobe? No, I've not rode the Kobe. You know what the Kobe is? Did no. You, did you see those guys over there? The the Chinese um, rally bike, the factory riders. I think yeah, yeah. So they they finished that bike. They got that bike to finish Dakar, and uh, it's a little janky though. I think from what I remember seeing. Uh, well, it finished. Yeah, and but the, the we saw the production bike here at the at the aim show. And we got a lot of questions about it, and I don't know. I looked at it. It's kind of like a Yamaha copy yeah. motor on a KTM copy chassis, you know, the kind of stuff that the Chinese uh, do, and it's uh, it's pretty good. Okay, so we are going to hang up on you uh, people on the Instagrams. So thanks for joining in. Switch over to our YouTube or our Facebook channel if you want to keep watching this because you're not asking enough questions. So We do have one in the chat. See, okay, we're going to get to that question, and yeah. I'm going to go like that. And I've ended it now. 
Okay, so Sander, Sam, Sam, sandwiches. Oh, Sander sandwiches. Yeah. Okay, so will a larger rider do more wear to a damage than a smaller rider? You, assuming the same riding conditions. I'm going to also add in same riding styles. Like, you know, so the the bigger that's rider isn't. A, that's like, an interesting uh, question. I don't know. You, I mean, well, Jimmy's lighter than me, and he's always working on his Husabergs. <laughs> I don't think I'm lighter than you right now. I bet you I could beat you on a scale. No way. Dude, the Jimbo program has been just working off the chart. But I've been on the Rick O program. The Rick O? <laughs> the, the Jimbo, like I've been drinking like plenty and eating with freedom and all this stuff. Uh, but like I, I did that race. All I did was got like, I didn't get tired. I got like sore muscles. Well, that's because you haven't raced in like a hundred years. Yeah, two two years, I think it was. But uh, so think <laughs> think about it. Just like, but I don't know if, if the size or the weight of the rider is would be the biggest thing. I mean, there's so many other things that would come into play, and it would be interesting. We call it between like you and Nacho, two completely different sized humans. But then again, you know, certain people can be harder on certain parts. Like they could ride the clutch more, or they could drag the brakes more. And I don't, I don't think as far as putting strain on a bike, I don't think like a rider that would be, be 40 or 50 pounds heavier would be harder on the like engine. The, well, not necessarily the engine, maybe like the chassis or the suspension. Because chassis for sure, but suspension, it, I mean, if you're racing, then you're probably going to be going through your suspension quite often, right? Yeah, but it, even just regular, it's set up. If you get it set up for the right weight, it's going to be doing the same stuff. Yeah. And then like chassis, yeah, bigger rider, I you know, Heavier could be harder, maybe on the subframe part of it. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I mean, dude, I rode uh, long like back when I was riding Kawasaki's. I rode Dave Pearson's bike. Yep, and man, that thing was pretty stretched out. <laughs> oh, you actually felt felt how yeah you, you could feel the chassis was stretched. Like right when I sat on it, it just felt yeah, it felt worn out. Like my Husaberg did today. Yeah, exactly yeah. how the Husaberg feels. Yeah, Ricky sat on my Husaberg. He said, he said this thing feels really stretched out. <laughs> it's it's you're in it. It's yeah. old school. It's yeah. old old style. So uh okay, we got more questions. These are awesome. Yeah. So Brendan Sprigger Davis, has Ricky played as himself in the Dakar video game? And how much technical input did you help with uh going into the game? We were literally just talking about this game like two minutes before the show started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've played the game when it first came out. I, I think there's two mo versions now, right? Mm -hmm. I played the game when it first came out and yeah, we, we helped a little bit. Um, you know, they asked us a lot of questions about racing and riding and riding styles and navigation to get the game going. But honestly, I'm not a video game guy and dude, I, I can't sit in front of a what, TV. Yeah, what did you say right before the show? Cause we're, cause we're asking, cause like, um, Pablo, one of the quad guy, yeah. Pablo uh, Capetti comes out here and trains and stuff. He really likes you training navigation with the game. And, and, and I, I haven't played it. I, I need to just to kind of see what kind of engagement you have when you're doing it to see if it helps. But he says it really helps him. And, and, you know, Pablo, he's like, yeah. He's like spazzing out all the time. I mean, this is the one thing I'm working with Pablo all the time is like, relax, relax. And so I could see where the, you know, the video game, he's just like, he's, he gets all into it and, yeah. it, and it feels real, but I'm not big stare at the screen guy either. Yeah. I mean, if, okay, if you're, if you have a reason to be there on the couch or whatever, healing from an injury, then okay, it's acceptable. But I mean, dude, even, even if I was injured or 
healing, I'm still trying to get outside and walk around the block or do something, you know? So it, it's hard for me to stay, stay sitting and play a video game. Uh, I have checked it out, but how much does it cost to be you? Don't you have to earn points or can you just buy? Well, right now it, it's free to have me, but uh, oh, really? Yeah. You do, pa- Pablo, said, Pablo said he had to play a lot, a lot to earn points to be himself. Cause he's like a top quad guy. You know? Oh, well, I played the game way before this was even a thing, oh. dude. Yeah. We, we ought to get, we ought to get some so, info from Pablo about I, this. Well, no. So, so Jimmy's looking for a PlayStation or an Xbox. Anyone have a loaner? Well, I have it on my PC actually. Yeah. I can play it on my PC, but I hate, I hate working on the computer. I barely do my work on my computer. Yeah, I'm the same. I'd rather go outside and wrench on a Husaberg all day. <laughs> I think I'm the only one here. Who Hold on. Mind it. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Well, no, I was going to say, uh, Ricky is actually like one of the tutorial characters you play when you first download the game. Oh. Unfortunately, that's as far as I made it on the game. <laughs> Just the tutorial. Yeah. And, and so after that, you do have to like unlock Ricky. Uh, and oh, so, after you, once you get, we learn how to play it, then yeah. you have to unlock him. Yeah, yeah. So do you get a kickback from this. I don't think so. Cause I, it would my, be nice. Okay. But back, you don't get paid for being in that. No, dude. Back when, back oh, when, shit. back when they were starting to do this, my agent, Fred actually, cause they were starting to talk about doing video game with, with, with this stuff. And he, he was asking me a lot about, cause he'd done it with Ben Bostrom for like Superbike and different things. He was asking like, Hey, do you, how hard do you want me to go at this? Because it's really good for popularity and, and, recognition and stuff like that but then they a lot of times they don't want to pay you know like and it's and i've heard this like with the supercross guys and all those things and you know your your sponsors are kind of paying you to do all this stuff and that's extra exposure they get so it's was, it was weird i mean you think about it, that's what agents are supposed to do they're supposed to know the value of certain things and then they whether they they lump it onto the side of your gear sponsor and your helmet and 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 your you know manufacturer and say hey he's going to be in a video game he's going to be a character and people want to play him because of his personality that's value on one side or do you try to get it from the the game manufacturer and say hey if you want this guy who's really popular with all the people and the fans and that's the crazy thing is for for some sports it's it's more important how popular on social media as opposed to how you're actually performing. I mean, if you're winning, if you're winning every single thing, it doesn't matter. You're, you're the guy, but yeah, it's such a, it's such a tricky, tricky thing. Um, Jason Abbott wants to know, has uh, Ricky and race Jimmy and the Husaberg? Yeah. I smoked him. Oh, come on. I smoked Andrew on that thing. On the lake bed. Yeah. I Actually. We, oh, and oh, the dunes. oh what the, about the dunes? Oh, the dunes was cheating. Oh, the though. dunes wasn't cheating. Yeah, we had rally tires on our bike and you had a motocross <laughs> oh, tire. I did not have a motocross tire. You I jumped a, the flag. I had a Kenda Parker DT and everybody says it's a horrible tire. And I'm going to say it's a great tire. <laughs> I'm hearing it's, a lot of excuses. There's excuse no excuses. No, 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 no. From no, Ricky? From Ricky, yeah. Oh, I should excuse have said excuse of Matron. Yeah. Excuse of Matron. Winding it up. <laughs> Wind it up. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I've I've had a couple successful smokings on the uh, <laughs> uh, uh, while I was on top of the Husaberg, and uh, you know you, you'll you'll admit you know that that bike the Husabergs that I possess make a lot of stinking power. Yeah, they make a lot of power, but I don't, dude. Yeah, I know. I don't know how they handle. Oh, just fine when you're on a dry lake bed, uh, <laughs> going straight in the sand wash or straight up a hill. They they handle just fine, and <laughs> and then when I'm at the top with the hand up, going yeah oh, like God. that, they handle just fine like that, and nothing else matters. 
<laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Jibber J, uh, this is the guy I was snowboarding with uh, last week of a mammoth. Oh, yeah, nice. Wants to know if Ricky is NMF. And NMF, if anybody kind of ever sees that, it stands for not my friend. <laughs> and it's a it's a kind of thing we have between a few of a uh, few fewer guys you, you know how originally when social media was out you're just posting pictures of you doing the most awesome stuff well these these a lot of these guys have a punk rock background and punk rock it's like you know when you start doing that you're like selling out or whatever or just and and it's like nmf not my friend so you post something that everybody wants to do and you just throw up a quick nmf and it's like yeah you're flexing <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, okay. What's our next question? So a Facebook user is asking, what's your thoughts on lowering a bike and does it affect the performance? I'm 5'10 on a Husqvarna 501, presumably. So at 5'10, you should not be lowering your motorcycle because I'm 5'8 and three quarters right now. Maybe 5'9, <laughs> like when I throw in the three quarters. <laughs> and I put tall seats on my bikes. Most of my bikes have taller seats on it, especially when I'm doing like desert and stuff. If I were going to go do extreme enduros or something, I would run a little bit of lower seat and then, you know, but how much are we really riding extreme enduros? We'll find out tomorrow. <clears throat> I got some stuff. <laughs> I got some trails. But in reality, lowering does change the way that the bike handles quite significantly and usually not in a good way. Uh, it's well, but... Well, not in a good way for a, a regular or a high-level rider. A, a, a novice rider, it does help because it makes them lower and longer. They feel heavier. They get a little bit sluggish. So we're, we're a more advanced rider really want the, the kind of the performance handling, the bike to maneuver. A lower bike kind of feels a little bit slower. So it, it really depends on kind of where you're at. But I promise you, when if you're worried about seat height at that side, at that size, at that height, even with short legs, we have a friend named George. Met George out here before? Ever seen that dwarf character? It was a character. Look it up. Like, look up dwarf. It was like a, he was like a kind of a guy, but he had like half legs. It was almost like he was capped at the knees. And so I finally recognized this. And I'm like, oh, that's George. He's, <laughs> he's one of our coaches and he's listening right now. And now, now he's no. doing, he, he might actually call in. <laughs> anyway so 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 george is probably five eight with 24 inch legs <laughs> and he's on normal sized bikes yeah and and but what the thing the thing that most riders do is when they go to put a foot down they don't put one foot down they try to put both down and of course then at that size, maybe you might not be able to really get a foot out. You're putting it down straight next to you and you feel like you're going to tip over. But if you just put one foot down and move your butt slightly off the seat. I teach a riding school, by the way. Do you? Jimmy Lewis off-road training. You should teach this. It's popular. I, I do. I really do. <laughs> Anyways, you take your butt cheek and just get a little off the side and put the foot down on the side that you want to put it down on. And that seat height problem goes away. And then your bike doesn't handle funny and it works great. And you save a lot of money. But if you do want to get your suspension worked on, uh, check out my friend George ESP. He knows how to lower bikes properly. And that's uh, that's important. So don't lower your bike until you really need to. And Brenda. Brenda's a top, top fan now. 5'4", mm -hmm. never lowered my bikes. <laughs> so there you go. Small women do not lower their bikes. There we go. 
Oh, George is a good rider. George, my legs. Yeah, you have to say that out loud, Matt. The whole thing. Oh, Stop you're just laughing. jealous because I can swing my legs when I'm sitting on a curb, As <laughs> or the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So Brendan Springer Davis is chiming with another question. How many hours would you recommend before replacing the oil pump on a 19300 XCW? Okay, so I have one of those, and George actually has one of those, and I haven't replaced my oil pump. Haven't even considered replacing my oil pump. Pump, and I'm and I'm not going to think about it. every once in a while when I see another post about people that are talking about replacing the oil pump, I give it a little bit of thought, and then I go, if if we didn't have social media, I would never think about it. Cause I had a Yamaha JT 60 that we put in a go-kart and it had an oil pump on it too. Of course it was mechanical, not electronic. <laughs> I never thought about replacing the oil pump. <laughs> so I, I, I would, okay. If you really are concerned about it, look at the KTM owner's manual that you can download or however you got it with the, you know, <laughs> there's a, a USB, go to the owner's manual, look at the chart, Find the oil pump replacement intervals, and when it says to do it, do it then. And then I think you'll be perfectly fine and probably replacing it way too much. I know there's ways to test it and check it and all this other stuff. The only time I would be more concerned about this is if you're pouring a little bit of dirt into your oil tank with the oil that you're putting in. I'm with George on this one. What did George say? He's switching it? He didn't know I had an oil pump? (laughs) (laughs) How do you think that oil that you pour all over your frame gets into the motor? <laughs> Gravity, dude. That's why it's in the frame up top. Oh, it just it just drips down. It just it's kind of like one of those those uh, chain lubers they used to have. Yeah, yeah. They just the, you put oil and there's a little tiny hole and it would just drip on your chain. Yeah, ever so ever so, long. and then it would leave a puddle underneath your bike when you parked. Oh boy, yeah. So hey, I, so I, I Harley. I I made a note. I made a note on my notes here about something I was going to talk about. I say if you put the the the, uh, the turn the show sheet over, there will be a question from Curly. The show sheet, yeah. Oh, oh no, it's not turn. Right. <laughs> it didn't do front. It didn't do backside. Sorry, there is can, a second page there. Can you? Can you? Can I? Should I make Ricky read it like Logan used to? Uh, if you want to. Where is do Logan? You, do you miss Logan? I miss Logan. Yeah, Logan's uh, growing up. He is growing up. Yeah, he's growing up. He actually he actually text, texted me the other day. He wanted he wanted the the lean the map that's lean than rich for the Yamaha. And I'm like, what? Which what year? Like which one? He's been riding a 19. Yeah, we have we, we have we've gone through hundreds of different maps and, yeah. and and many different bikes. But speaking of Yamaha, the one of the best things about the Yamahas is the ability to use that power tuning app. And this is a, this is an ad read, Matt. By the way, I'm just gonna I'm gonna clarify, but it. it's this is a hundred percent organic. This is this is this is the one thing that takes the Yamaha motocross bikes and FXs and stuff to the next level is the ability to use that power tuning app. It's so easy to use. You you could it's like they've given you twenty different pipes with the bike and some different ignition settings and some all different kinds of things that. You can make that bike. It's like cams, pipes, all this, just by playing with your phone. And and now we know from you know Ricky, some people like to stare at their screens. So you can stare at your screen, make your Yamaha even better, and then go ride it. And it it works. So you can get the double experience. And see how good you are at your phone. Yeah. It's, I, I, and I, I'm not kidding. I like it. And 
So we just picked up a couple of Yamaha WRs. Yeah. Jason's awesome. And since we're in Nevada, we can get competition ECUs and plug them into those things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tune the crap out of those things. They're going to be the best running W. I'm going to, I'm going to make Trevor. I will have Trevor racing. He's, he wants to get the FX. He's all about FX. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have Trevor racing my tuned WR very shortly. And he'll go, how did this thing get so good? And <laughs> I'll just, cause I'm going to play with my phone. Hey, Jason, uh, I, Jimmy still has this, but unfortunately I think you got to send them into, uh, Rooster Indo. Rooster Indo or for sale. Yeah. yeah. Marketplace. We do have a yeah, <laughs> marketplace segment. <laughs> Number it's one bike salesman right here. Roost DBT. Indo or for Yeah. Ricky kind of uh, manipulated our, uh, <laughs> our show for personal gain. <laughs> so, yeah. I, okay. So, yeah. Jason, Jason's hopping up off his couch right now, running to the garage, taking photos. <laughs> yeah. Better keep better keep the email open over there, Matt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, hey. We did get a question from Sander. Okay. Uh, he's saying, let's give him something to talk about or talk about. What are your guys' top five dirt bike hacks of all time? Dirt bike hacks. So I'm going to assume like trail stuff or hacks. Oh, well, we, we talked about somebody was going to, I, so, well, if, if Jay over at dirt bike TV didn't steal my um, thing about how to clip and reuse a zip tie, that was going to be my, my thing. I can't, can't believe that he, told stole my glory with that particular thing and i didn't even show him that i mean he must have just he must have noticed all the clipped zip ties Mm -hmm, around here just resting (laughs) waiting and he thought that's a great idea and (laughs) so because we're what what i was going to do i was going to go one for one on people that that bring a really cool trail tip but that so hacks uh, like mechanical hacks or trail I, hacks. I would say just okay. I'm going to tell you hacks. I'm just going to tell you like you can do one of each. Okay, number one, tire pressure is ridiculously important. That's mm-hmm. not a hack. Yes, it is. For people that don't do it, that are they're hacks on the other side. They're just hacks and they don't check their tire pressure and then they wonder why their bike doesn't work. Tire pressure super important. Your sag setting your sag and your ride height super important. So that's two. That's important. Uh, number, number three is going to be bring a flathead with you. A f- oh, to change clickers. <laughs> bit? No, number three is know when to service things that need to be serviced. And, and this is like suspension, have your suspension oil changed when to grease things depend on where you ride and how much water or dust or stuff, stuff gets it. No, know this kind of stuff. Uh, and, and just, and you'll learn, pay attention to your, your, the little things like your levers and your grips, the, the stuff that you hang on to your foot pegs, you know, when your foot pegs are loose or your, your shifter on your thing is loose, your brake is screwed up. Um, pay attention to that stuff because it's like putting a filter between you and your motorcycle. And it's a delay when you want to respond. Like if your grips are screwed up or they're too big a diameter or they're, they're slippery. It makes a big difference. Hey, Ricky, by the way, thanks for those, the pro grips, grips that you got The me. foamies. The foamies. I put them on, you notice they're on a lot of my bikes now. Dude, they're nice. I, I, I kind of just, I was being lazy and I kind of forgot about them. I knew where to get them and stuff, but Ricky bought me like four or five sets and now they're going on all my quote long distance bikes. Okay. And number five. WD-40 on a rag and wipe it on your grip. Oh, to, to gum them up a little yeah. bit. 
That that that, that helps that a lot because when your grips are sticky, it's way nicer to ride. Yeah. So so the so so the, the number five thing I was going to say is. I was thinking because I was thinking about you said all the controls and stuff like that. And there was one that was kind of like really sticking out was uh, it was a, it was another free thing that was important. Lever adjustment. Um, it, I think it might have been. Oh, your brakes. Learn when your brakes are mushy or learn how to back bleed your brakes and then understand that your, you know, brake fluid attract, you know, attracts water and air and stuff. Learn how to bleed your brakes and just do it once a year regularly. Because I hop on so many people's bikes and I'm just like, dude, what's up with these brakes? Because I remember what the bike was like when it was new or I have a bike that's the same bike and they're just all mud. Because the brakes are what saves you. The brakes are the you, you want to know how fast you can go. Your brakes determine how fast you can go. That's it. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Keep your brakes maintained. So that's mm -hmm. that's my, those are my. Uh, let's see. I'm, there was a question, but I'm going to kind of go into the comments on this hack thing while we're still on it. Brenda was saying uh, her best hack is the $12 eBay Chinese computer fan on her radiator that's been there for a decade. Uh, that's that's a, I've, I've seen that done before. Um, I, I want to know how they're, how she's controlling it. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's turning, is it by switch or um, when Graham Jarvis came over here mm -hmm. and raced uh, King of the Hammers, he basically got a stock Husaberg back then because he raised, rode a Husaberg 300. And that's what he did. put a computer fan on the back of it with a with a switch. And uh, that was his, that was like his one mod. <laughs> Pre Preston's done that, too. Yeah. Just stuck a computer fan on the back. Uh, let's see. So T.W. Hicks was saying my hack was need if I need more horsepower, or just twist the throttle further. Okay, bro, don't start your own podcast and start <laughs> broadcasting that out. And once once Dirt Bike TV starts saying that, I'm going to go to Jay's house personally and, and cause some damage because <laughs> that's my hack. D.W. Hicks, he also said Teflon tape under levers so they slip when you eat shit. That's old school. Yeah, that that works, though. It, yeah, it's that was a That was a big thing. I, I actually run wraparound handguards on most of my bikes because, you know, I, I tip over every once in a while. Mm -hmm. All right, so Eric White lube your throttle cable. Yeah, just general maintenance. That's the that's the that's really helps. All right, oh, so Ricky, question. Yeah. Oh man, since you've been to at D thirty seven recently, do you like your suspension on the softer or stiffer than for that type of riding? That's a tough question because uh, lately I don't really know exactly where I'm at right now with suspension, but. Um, we we were just we were talking about this just before the show as well. Yeah, um, because you were you were talking about because the rally bike is so much different yeah. than a than a small a bike regular bike. It's made to do different things, go really fast, high speed dunes, a lot of sand dunes stuff like that. So it's a different like the whole bike is different, and so it's a different riding position. And and we were kind of going over that, and so that's why he's saying that you don't know where you're at, but like yeah. like your your bike. But it's it's the bike that you, it's the the newer one, the RX. I have the new X with me right the, now. Oh, the new X. Yeah. Then that's what you had at the Sprint Enduro. Yeah. And that's what you had at the was it Hair Scrambles or Euro yeah. Euro Scrambles the week Euro. before. It won, right? Yeah. Ex but I I prefer to have my stuff more soft for that kind of riding because I want to use I want to use all of it. You know, like I want to I don't want to use just like half the stroke and then be limited. You know, I want to be able to hit the the tire to the fenders and know 
you know, that if I come up on something that potentially I miss that, you know, we all miss things. I want the suspension to blow through and bottom out rather than not bottom out and then like kick me sideways. So it's tough because like for Heron hounds, I always ran softer stuff. Like it's interesting. Just, I didn't, I didn't know that. So. It was more comfortable for me. And then now with the new bike, it's new chassis and I've been really struggling with it and I've gone stiffer and then I've gone back. I've gone stiffer. I've gone back. So I don't know. I mean, the new bike, the new chassis is a little bit different than the old gen. Because you set up, I mean, racers in general, most of the time, you kind of set up the bike. You you have your suspension. It needs to work a certain way. But then you always have this safety is what I always like to call it built in. For like you said, when you hit something that yeah. you don't expect because it does happen because you're you're racing it. Yeah. And I and and for me, that was I, I generally liked a really progressive at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, but really progressive overall. So it was kind of for for most people when they rode my bikes, they felt like it was a little too mushy or wallowy at the at the top because it was it was pretty soft. But I was using that more to kind of get traction, and then also it was it was comfort where, where it would allow the bike to move more than most people would like. Where I think most guys were liking kind of a a stiffer initial, so a less progressive thing. But then at the at the end, like you're talking about, you want that that bottoming to because it that's a consistent thing yeah and 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 it's weird but and then 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 once the thing bottoms then it's all up to the chassis where the bike sort of goes yeah how it flexes and yeah exactly and i i think that you know i my bike i've noticed you know like it it's a race bike it's built by jcr and it's got the kit suspension on and it's pretty aggressive and riding slow it's hard like it's hard to, it, you feel everything when you're riding slow, but like the faster you go, the straighter the bike stays and the softer it feels, Huh? but it has, it has the holdup just like the initial is really soft, which I prefer because if you're going fast, you know, you're, you're more on top. So the initial is going to be more plush and more cush for you. Yeah. But I mean, I'm the same with the rally bike. I'm trying to go stiffer in this area, but then it messes up, you know, a different area and then now i'm you know chasing my tail trying to figure out like how to how can i tell showa or pro circuit you know how how can i tell them to to fix this issue or what i feel it's it's been difficult but but a lot of times it's it's like you can kind of say this is what i feel and then and whether the the tech like watches it or they they collect data off it or however they're doing it but the funny thing when when you start relating this over to like a regular guy this goes is going to go to my point that I wanted to talk about in a little while. The the regular I think, oh well, you're so you're so fast. How does that apply to me? And it yeah. it's funny. You just talked. You said you get up on top of it and and all this stuff. Like regular guy, sometimes the the novice guy plows into way more stuff. Yeah. It actually, <laughs> and actually needs a stiffer setting than the the sort of the the fast guy because the fast guy's you know selecting lines and being particular about it so the speed the speed and the ability doesn't really it's more of like the the feel of how the bike you know how it reacts and so i always kind of you know sometimes faster guys like softer settings and i've always noticed that that the the i don't want to say slower slower less experience i don't know what what it is but they tend to need more stiff on the rear 
where faster and better riders need more stiff on the front because yeah. they're riding over the back of the bike and they're just driving the back of the bike in where you're hitting stuff, especially when it comes to braking, you're hitting stuff really hard with the front end. And then when you, and then when you land into something, when you really go into something, you're going to pull up and balance, you know, you're yeah. going to, you're going to, you know how your bike works and you're going to angle your bike before you hit what you're yeah. trying to avoid. So it's kind of, there's a lot of, uh, like I've been trying to make, the initial soft, but you know, the bottoming ramp up a ton. So You're coming around, Ricky, that sounds really progressive to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So, so we do have a question. Okay. Uh, they've asked to be audio only. So this is actually Brenda and uh, she has a question regarding triple clamps and skid plates. Okay. Bring her on. Hi, how's it hey, going? Brenda, you should be on. Hey Brenda, welcome to tech talk taco Tuesday. Hi, thanks for having me on. So what's your what's your question? Okay, so right now in the back of my truck, I have my friend's 2019 KTM 300 Six Days Edition. And he's going to let blow me borrow up. it. It's, it's, <laughs> no. it the, piston, the piston is made out of clay and it's going <laughs> to blow up sitting in the back of the truck. Okay, I just want to warn you right now, but go ahead. Well, it only has 24 hours on it. Do I need to change the oil pump first? <laughs> um, let's see. No. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, so I've been looking at some of the newer bikes just to see what's out there. And I noticed that this six days edition has the pretty fancy billet triple clamps and the regular versions have like a cast triple clamp. And somewhere on the interwebs, I was reading that... Triple clamps can possibly negatively affect your good suspension. Is that the billet versus cast, or is that the way they're designed that would possibly negatively affect your good forks? What do you think, Ricky? I think I think the billet's going to be more stiff, right? Right. And it, well, you know, this is even just trying to triple clamps make a pretty big difference. Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. Whether there's two pinches or three pinches, um, the torque you run the triple clamp at, um, the, the way it's shaped, you know, and I, I will tell you that what you that, grind that, off, what you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah the, the little secrets inside <laughs> that they do. Um, it, it's pretty crazy how, you know, how, how much difference it makes, especially when you're sensitive to it. That is probably one of the only real, quote, performance differing changes on the six days. I mean, I know there's sometimes there's uh, adjusters on the fork that allow different preload. But I think that's one of the only things that really changes the performance of the bikes. And again, it's it's kind of it's it's the six days triple clamp. And I know this because I have both a six days and a standard one the same year. And it's definitely a little bit stiffer. You you feel the um in the handlebars you just kind of feel what the fork's doing a little bit more uh is it is it that big of a deal not on that particular fork because that fork is actually kind of set up soft if you made that fork stiff you would notice it because it's a that that billet triple clamp does uh act a little bit different i think in i think even this year they they went to instead of having like that the big uh now they went to that one that has the two separate clamps on each top and bottom, you know, the ones that are split in the middle. 
You ever ever noticed that? Are you that? talking about KTM's? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of the company that was that that I, makes the X Trig makes the split the, like, ones. Yeah, so it's like the X Trig clamp, yeah. the split one. It from a, from a straight one to a to a, to a split one. So yeah, it 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 does make a difference. But I think it's all personal preference at that point. I'm not. I wouldn't think that one is necessarily better than the other. And that's why there's so many triple clamp companies out there that that make different things. I think the 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 hard thing is just for the regular person to know what that clamp does because I see people test these things and if it if it's anodized a better color then it's better. So and they, they 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 say they say all the things that the press they say almost exactly the same things that the press release from the company says and then it's better. So um I think it's just okay, yeah, that, feeling. I guess that was another question to follow up with that is is if I have a bike that has the the stock cast triple clamps on it and I get my suspension tuned and I love the way it is, but for whatever reason, I want new triple clamps. How does uh, just a, somebody like me shop through all the variety of triple clamps? And is there a triple clamp that would perform better than the cast one? Or are they all going to make it a little bit stiffer because I would be buying a billet setup? So it's, so it's it's not going to change the way your suspension works. It's going to change mostly how the bike, what what the feel, you know, you get back from it. And so some people adjust their suspension to to make the bike feel a certain way, and other people adjust their suspension to make a bike handle a certain way. Or it's a combination of of all those things. So I and I'm not I, I wouldn't I wouldn't and 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 Brenda since I know you with all of your old bikes she won I think she did you win did you win uh yes. the uh Takamoto thing a couple weeks ago yeah she had she yes, had a sweet 98 99. yeah 99 98 99 um she had a really lot a lot of miles a lot of use really sweet bike so um so I, I promise you that that Almost even the cast triple clamps, they haven't changed a whole lot since then. And the reason I know this specifically is I have a 2002 Husaberg <laughs> that I'm working on. And I took the Husaberg clamps off and I put some clamps off of a uh, 2000 and something real, like the same era of where your clamps are at. And I was really looking closely at the, at the different things. And you could actually see where it looked like they were made by the same, at least the the, the cast piece pieces were made by the same manufacturer but the stem on the ktm was much more machined like they were actually starting to tune it in the stem quite a bit so these in and then how do you but how do you know if you're going to go to a different clamp and how how is it going to feel i i mean you could ask the person that's making the clamp and they will probably tell you what they feel or what they attempted to make it do and generally most companies that are doing this are pretty you know forthright and they tell you um, you know, what it is or what you should, what you should expect. And it's down the right direction, but until you actually try it, you're not, you're not going to know. That's the, that's the hard thing. And that's a, that's usually a five, $600 investment. Yeah. So another question is on this particular bike, it looks like the skid plate is some kind of plasticky thing. It's not like an, a, a standard aluminum one, like I've seen on all my old bikes. So I did read on the interwebs that, so it was from a suspension company and the suspension company says, yeah, you know, we can revalve your suspension and make it like magic, but then you can ruin it by putting on a skid plate. Can you explain, oh. is that, 
is that the material of the skid plate or where it bolts onto the frame or does that even affect the suspension at all? Okay, that is that is 100 percent true. true. Yeah, <laughs> you have you have no idea how much, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I know you're kind of stuck back in 98, 99. There, <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I've got this new bike to try. Do, do you have a mullet or anything like that? A fee mullet by chance? No. Just just checking. OK, because <laughs> because you were afraid to come on the video uh, chat portion. So I was kind of But anyhow, <laughs> the, I just took the, a shower and all my makeup's off. So that's why. Uh, okay, got it. Uh, she has a female. All natural. <laughs> so no, the 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 since then the 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 advancements they made in in the ability to use like the plastics plastics and the composites and stuff has has been crazy. And back then there was pretty much only aluminum skid plates. And I used to ride for a company called Mare Mare Plastics. They used to make oh, yeah. plastic skid plates. So I was using those a lot longer, you know, for a long time. And people are like, and, and, and in the beginning, I switched to those because the aluminum ones, when I was riding over rocks, they would actually like skid and hook up and the plastic ones would slide. And I, I, that was what I really liked about it. And then as I got more in tune with this stuff and back then flames frames flexed like crazy. So it didn't hurt to tie them up a little bit, which aluminum skid plates did, but you know, get to the modern ages where now the, the chassis are so tuned and so um, dialed in that if you put a brace, a uh, cross brace between certain points, and this is what aluminum skid plates do, or you bolt into the frame and there's an aluminum skid plate in there. And this was, I, I did a Honda, uh, the, the 450X back in the day, um, Works Connection made a really just beautiful skid plate that bolted on and we put it on there and that bike just all of a sudden would not turn. It's too tight. It just wouldn't turn. And I, I call him. I said, hey, this skid plate. Well, actually, we put it on and I'm like, OK, who put the forks on this bike? Like who? Who before you found out? Who clamped the forks in here too tight and all? We, we were chasing this bike. It's like it used to work good. Now it's working horrible. And it was like, oh, it's a skid plate. We unbolted the skid plate. Bike went back to normal. I remember calling up Works Connection and going, hey, uh, you might want to be careful with this sucker because it, it really affected. And they actually started thinking about it and, and, you know, started doing some isolation with rubber dampers in the skid plate. So it kind of floated more in place. So it wouldn't affect the chassis, but these days, yes, it does make a very big difference. And you kind of have to be careful about just, I want this kind of this bulletproof protection device that I'm going to bolt onto my frame and it, it ties it and winds it up. Um, and the, the, the plastic ones and, and there's all different kinds of materials for them now, um, some of those are actually getting kind of stiff enough to where they affect the the, the chassis a bit. But they're, I think the companies that are on top of it, the the name brands that you hear of, I mean, the Cherby's ones are just, they, they, they're actually, the Cherby's ones are actually a little bit, I would call them lighter duty because they don't want to mess up the handling of the motorcycle. They're not going to compromise the handling for, you know, having a big giant plate bolted on there. And then companies like TM Design Works know how to mount them in certain ways. So they, they flex and they're not, a big part of it so yeah it does it does make a big big difference okay so i guess um am i gonna see a huge difference i'm taking the bike out tomorrow to ride my own home trails so am i gonna see like a huge difference between my 99 that's completely set up for me <laughs> this bike is completely stock the the new one you 
you you have you have no idea of the experience you're going to have. And here's <laughs> here's the problem. It's set, it's going to be such a change, especially in just the way that the you know the the throttle is you know the the literally the throttle is connected to the rear wheel and the drivability and stuff. Uh, it but in in just weight feel and handling it's it's going to be like it, it may actually be so much what I will say is better that it could actually I would believe that it could actually put you off. I mean to the point where it's like kind of uncomfortable because it's such a radical change. If you're changing bikes every three to five years, um, you are, you know, kind of experiencing the evolution of it. But I'm not going to say that that the, the evolution is always a better thing. And Ricky would will back me up on this. There's some older bikes that we like to ride that you just you just say this bike, this characteristic, these traits fit what I really like. And then all of a sudden they move away from that because it's lighter, faster, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like tomorrow, I don't think she's going to notice a skid plate in the triple clamps. No, 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 <laughs> no. I think tomorrow no, you're going to no, notice a bike. Got... It's, an, it's, an, it's another, it's a, yeah, the bike's in a whole nother, whole nother world. And I mean, you might really like it and you may say, you know what? I like my old bike better. It just, it just feels like home. And, you know, having, ridden so many different bikes and always changing bikes, I can adapt pretty quick, you know, change, change pretty quick. And, but I always kind of always, I always like to have my own bike that I go back to and that kind of resets the, you know, resets. And then, and then, and then if there's a characteristic of the new thing that I ride that I say, Hey, I like this. I figure out, Hey, can I transfer it back to my my own bike. And then I see whether I really like it when I do that change, you know, whether it's, you know, a bar position thing or, you know, trying a different kind of part or, you know, power characteristic. This is, this is the, these are the, these are the things that, I mean, that's, what's cool. There's so much stuff out there to try and change. Um, if, if your bike, I, I always, I always like to pick on factory rider guys. Like when they complain about their bike, Ricky, it's like, <laughs> You can have anything you want. Why don't you just make it better? <laughs> right? Hey, then you just go in circles. Yeah. How much do you want to test? Yeah. yeah. So, hey, Brenda, I hope we helped you out with those uh, questions. Let us know Thank how you. it was. Yeah. Re report back. But really only a two 2019. You couldn't go to 23. It's a friend of mine's and, and he's only got 24 hours on it and he just wants someone to write it. So I've got it for probably three weeks. So I'm hoping to get three or four rides on my home trails on it to see if I need a new bike or not. Okay. We'll replace that oil pump, you know, like after about two out, two more hours, okay. 23, I think 25. No, just kidding. <laughs> you could always get a Yamaha blue crew. It, it, the blue is pretty. <laughs> they're, 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 they're pretty. That's another reason to buy a Yamaha. Cause they are pretty. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll let you know <laughs> so, next week okay. how it goes. Okay. Thank Sounds you. Good. Thanks for calling Brent. Appreciate it. Please feel free to hop back on the zoom call. Okay, with that, uh, that's the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline, and we hardly were mean to her at all. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think. I think I was, she got. I think she got what what she asked for. But I, 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 I claim she had a fee mullet. Yeah, that was the, pretty mean. <laughs> um, <they're very laughs> that's why they call it the Hot Seat Hotline. Anyways, uh, hey, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick little break here on the show. But gather uh, up your questions. Yeah, get your questions together, and oh, we got some from the chat. We got some from the chat. Oh, We've yeah. got a rooster endo coming. Only one? No, five. Five rooster endo times five. Five rooster nice. endos, and Jimmy's gonna one have tequila. Is, one of them is for sale. So it's good. Is oh, Jason? 
It's going to get loose. <laughs> okay, Matt, go ahead and push the button. Push the button. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Welcome back. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, episode number what? 100 and how many? 83. 183. Ooh. So we have a, another caller has yep. a question for us. Who's this? This is David. David Burson. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, my first time seeing you guys, what's some of the stories behind some of the stuff on the walls behind you? Oh, boy. Yeah, like that <laughs> motor. So, boy, the stories of the stuff that's behind us on the wall. So, uh, that mo the, so the XR motor, I, I don't, we can, uh, I don't think we can, if we bring Ricky's camera on, does it show the CR80 motor? Yeah, it should. Yeah, it does. Okay, so yeah, let's let's uh, go over kind of some of this stuff. So, if you're just listening, um, so in our studio we have this uh, thing that um, remember Logan, that guy? Yeah, he's kind of quiet, didn't talk. Mm -hmm. uh, Logan and I built this. Uh, little kind of studio thing here. It's in the corner of our office. And we started just saying, Hey, let's have something that's better than just a TV screen in the background. And so the motor that's behind my head is probably, it could potentially be one of the most powerful XR80 motors ever built. It's a, it's a 123. It's 123 CC, not 121. And it makes so much power that it breaks the transmission. <laughs> and I, <laughs> so, so after, you know, putting it back and forth and then it, it's a, so it was a company called um, Powerall helped me, a guy named Pete up at Powerall helped me build this thing. And it has a pretty much a hand ground cam in it and all this stuff. It just kept breaking transmissions. And so I sort of retired it and it was just laying around and it ends up up in the, uh, <laughs> up in the shelf here. So it's got a, it's a pretty interesting crank uh, bore configuration. There's like the sleeve inside that cylinder is paper thin, but uh, yeah. And then the CR80 motor belongs to none other than uh, Johnny Campbell. So oh, Johnny, yeah. So again. Johnny Campbell uh, brought a, a 1980 CR80 and an XR100 uh, that were his and his brothers, his and Jamie's over to my house because uh, they were just rotting in his backyard and they started rotting in my backyard. <laughs> and and so I, I, I just threw it in the back of my truck one day, drove it over here, pulled the motor out, 
um, clean it up a little bit, throw a little bit of paint on it. And that's what that is. So that's a, a Johnny Campbell's old motor. That probably same, probably had a lot of fun on that sucker with those two clowns <laughs> riding around <laughs> on it. Uh, and then other stuff's just, uh, did, Hey, did you secretly replace your, your, uh, poster up there? Dude, my po- you took my poster down and put it over there by your freaking DVT shirts. No, no, that because it went from the rally poster to that that one. My rally poster is right over there by your shirts. I know. But how did that one get up there? You asked for a poster and I gave you another one. Oh, you switched it. I didn't switch them. I never touched anything on this wall. Oh, I th- I don't you know how did that it. I didn't I don't know how that got switched. You put the goon one up there. <laughs> the goon one. <laughs> Three gold medals. Four. Yeah. Sorry. Four. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I there's some ISD gold medals. Uh, the bib is from when we won the uh, junior world championship in Czechoslovakia or Slovakia. Uh, this is my my king of the king of the motos when I raced king of the motos. The race that I invented, I raced it the year after I quit. Put that on there. I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff. There's a Husaberg side cover. YZ125 uh, radiator shroud. All kinds of crazy stuff up here. But, Hot Shoe Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I got inducted into the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame. Thanks, Jerry and uh, Gene. Uh, hey, is you know what? Jerry's probably bummed because I'm hiding behind my thing. This is the new Tech Talk Taco Tuesday shirt. This is almost as important as the background there, David. Um, Let me go ahead and switch it to your camera. Yeah, so I don't even know which camera I'm looking at. Here we go. There, look at that. So here's the shirt. They're available in white. We have some. Oh, we might get one to that Mark guy. Yeah, yeah. It's in the mail. Ricky's going to sign it, and it's going to be in the mail. Second one. I know you signed the first one. We just don't know uh, (laughs) where that's going. But, uh, yeah, my wife's uh, desert plate from her her KDX 80. How long ago was that? (laughs) A painting. A Barstow de Vegas. There's a painting painting from Ryan Hanna that has uh, Dakar Legends on it. Let me, uh, rooster endo segments all over there. Yeah. All kind of, yeah. Rooster endo things. Lots of crazy stuff up here. Biffy. That's how I got my first ever helmet sponsor. Biafi. Yeah. I, I made a lot of money from Biafi. I wore one of those helmets. It, it looked a little bit older than that one. I put it on Facebook and I was like, anyone know where I can get a helmet sponsorship? So my old ones, I don't have any old ones. The old ones, the visor was actually, it looked like you could put water in it and have a hose coming down. Cause they were like a, they were they were like a tank. But Mine yeah. looked different than that. It was more square. Yeah, it might have been after. Um, because I, I rode I'm trying to think. I don't think I did a, a Dakar with those. I think I was onto the the Suomis and some other ones. But yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff up here in the in the thing. But yeah, thanks for asking, David. Um yeah, if you have any questions about anything specific, let us know. <laughs> that tire over there was a, a a fan of Dirt Rider magazine when I was editor at Dirt Rider. He he made that with uh, he all the covers, all the covers, all the different covers of all the different magazines. He put that in there, which is a really cool thing to do. I think he owns a pizza shop someplace up in Idaho. I think there's a note on the back of it, and I need to go swing by and check that out. But uh, we've all worn a Biffy, Biaffi. Biffy. Biaffi. Me, you, and Brenda. <laughs> so, hey, the, you know why? You know why I started wearing them? It wasn't for the money. Although the money came. I torpedoed into the ground 
and I was doing a photo shoot that I had to wear the helmet because I was doing a photo shoot and I landed torpedoed into the ground, landed on my head. And I told the photographer, I did not hit my head. I didn't hit my head. And he goes, wait till you see the photos and kids. This is back in the days when you had some stuff called film inside of a camera and you had to take the film and get it processed. And it took a couple of days and it come back. And he showed me the slide of me torpedoing into the ground. And they use it for an ad and wanted you to wear the helmet. No, I'm like, Holy crap, that's a good helmet. It did its job because I didn't I didn't get knocked out, dingy, nothing. It did its job. I called him up and said, Hey, I'm you know, I race motorcycles and whatnot. I was actually on a quad. Oh shit. I was doing a quad photo shoot. I can show you the cover of the magazine that when it happened, because it was me and this other guy were doing a side-by-side slide and we wheel locked and mine just ejected. <laughs> and uh so but anyways, I called him up and said, hey, I, I, I like your helmet. It fits good. I, I believe in it and this and that. And I'd like to wear it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we, we're looking for riders. Like I said, they were wanting to sponsor Easy. guys. The photo contract that came with that helmet was really good. And and I wore them for a long time. And I used them plenty of time. Long and times. I can remember about 30% of the things that happened to me in my former life. So it's all good. <laughs> um, Jason, so thank you. Jason doesn't want a white T-shirt. He doesn't want a white T-shirt. We're gonna we're gonna have to talk to Jerry. What was the story with the black only T-shirt? It's black for me for people like for you me. and Jason. Oh, that's drool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Jerry. Um, we talked a lot about this T-shirt on our last show. So if you're interested, go back to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday number one hundred and seventy-eight, and uh, I'm gonna hold up the shirt here. Look at that. So I'm holding up the official Tech Talk Taco Tuesday shirt. And you can get yours real soon here. I, I, we're going to figure out how to do this. What do we We have to probably... Because no. we, we want to do kind of a pre-order sort of a deal. Yeah, we should definitely do... Uh, Shopify. I, I could kind of see Shopify. us getting back into the shirt business, but I would want to see pre-order systems. Yeah, we need to do kind of like kind of like Jerry does with the Fuck You stuff. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're looking for some of the cool shirts that I'm wearing all the time, um, Fuck You Racing. It's uh, I'm not saying a bad word. Hey, we got questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of them. Okay. A lot, there's been a lot of questions. So let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and scroll back through this a little bit. Kind of back up to the ones where our viewerships. Somebody asked about an SMW. I saw that. Yep. Let's see. From Facebook user, I'm in Pennsylvania and seeing more and more of the bike SMW. Any thoughts, good or bad, on the brand new models? Don't know anything about the brand new models. Haven't ridden them. I rode one a while back. They were based on the old Husqvarna um, models that BMW was building. And they were, it's, I I don't know where they're built right now. uh, So I don't really know a whole lot. And it would take me some time to ride them and figure it out. So uh you're on your own but i i think they're you know it's a they they're going for a price point thing and and i think they're better than the complete junk motorcycles but they're probably in between i don't know until i rode one or test one i can't tell you okay so the next one's going to be from Derek uh Hoki. oil what makes motul the jam or whatever brand why so many different preferences and why choose one over the other Ricky Motul works. Yeah. He's your sponsor, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't, we don't, we don't just say it cause it's our sponsor. By the way, I'd like to thank uh double take mirrors, bulletproof designs and C concepts as well as fast company for bringing the show. So oil. 
I, you know, I, I'm looking for an oil sponsor. Actually, I'm working on one right now. I got like, well, it might be just a product kind of thing. Actually, rock oil helps me out with the water washable air filter oil. Have you ever used that? You've seen me use that before. So sick. Wait till we do that ride we're talking about in Idaho. And when your air filter's all dirty from riding in my dust. <laughs> I'll just bring air filters. Yeah, I know. You'll bring air filters. <laughs> but like if I have to ride in your dust, I'm going to just take my air filter. I'm going to wring it out in water and it rinses right out. And it's like brand new. It's unbelievable. So, but oil is kind of like religion or politics. Uh, I think it's all good if it's good for you and you can enjoy it. It just, you don't have to tell everybody else about it. Yeah. Oil's oil. Oil's oil. <laughs> it is the best, like Chris Real says, and Chris Real, one of our, he just gives really solid answers. He says, you ask Chris, cause he knows everything about oil. You say, Chris, what's the best oil? He says to have some in your motorcycle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah it's always really good. Okay, so from Facebook user, Jimmy, have you ridden a KTM 500 with an aftermarket rally tower on it? How does it adversely affect the handling, and how would Jimmy set up the bike to counteract the weight so far forward? He'd put saddlebags on the on the rear end of that thing. <laughs> you know what? You're, I'm not. I'm not even kidding, Ricky. It it uh, it does balance it out a little bit. I have ridden it. I'm not going to say it actually adversely affects it if you properly spring the front forks. You can kind of, especially a good one that's that are kind of lightweight and stuff like that. You can kind of hardly tell they're there in the handling characteristics of the bike. But if the bike starts wagging its tail and 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 you know, like like in the sand when the bike starts moving, the odd thing for most riders is that that tower is connected to the frame, and the tower moves different than what your handlebars are doing. So that's the probably the weirdest thing for most people. But I do not have one or own a KTM 500 that has a tower on it because I don't really feel like it needs it. And it doesn't do anything. I mean, for the kind of the way I ride rallies, which is like really slow and precise. Yeah, I just mounted onto my handlebars on a Ram ball with a digital tablet. So, yep. Okay, so Facebook user has a question for Ricky. Do you wear an airbag vest outside of racing or only when you have to? Uh, I mean, that's a good question, but uh, I typically wear the airbag every time I ride the rally bike or, or not every time, but most of the time I ride the rally bike, I wear the airbag just because usually a rally bike crash is pretty violent. So you want to feel as safe as possible every time you might have a mistake. Do, do you think that the, the airbag is going to replace neck brace stuff? Yes. Because it, it, it pumps up and gets up under your helmet, right? There make yeah. There's a new one coming that's going to be a little. I've heard bit. about this? Yeah, yeah. That's that's going to be good. I mean, it's kind of funny because I was one of the first people to actually try one of the Liats back when they're brand new. And the way that I ride, I ride what they call low boy, and I lift my shoulders up so they don't work. <laughs> they don't work for me. And uh, and I'm all about safety, and especially it's like you know you get to choose your safety equipment. You know, you, you choose what makes you feel safe and you, you kind of understand going in. But when I started seeing these airbags, I go, they're going to figure this out. This is going to yeah. be a This is going to be a good thing. And and I, I have not had the opportunity to wear one. I've had not had the opportunity to make one go off. You've made them go off a couple of times. Yeah. Did it go off in your crash? Yeah. 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 Did it, help? Dude, it, it went off. It went off on me in Dubai and I didn't even crash. I just like the, the going <laughs> forces. Yeah. Just the gnarly G forces of the dunes made it go off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want one, I, I'll, I'll loan you one. You can test it out. 
I'm not going to ride it that hard. I, I'd probably have to, matter. You can step off your bike when you get stuck on a log and it'll blow up. <laughs> if you do it wrong? Yeah. Okay. What's that? Now? What was the other question there okay. about Ricky setting up his bike? Also, Ricky, during a long race like Dakar, are you making changes to your bikes day to day depending on the particular stage or is it your setup or is your setup the same throughout? Uh, typically, you know, every rider has like a base setting, but, um, we we do change it uh, if it's like a, a full sand day or um, you know full hard pack rocky day then we do open or close clickers here and there and adjust sag uh, but yeah every day we talk to the the suspension tech and tell him what we feel and he'll make adjustments accordingly. Okay, so Doug McGill is asking you the hard question, Ricky. Tell the truth, bud. Why is the old 450X still better than the new one for? Do you know racing? Doug? I don't know. Do you do you know Doug? Do you know I, Doug? I don't know. I oh oh you don't know Doug? Yeah, I don't. I've I've met many people, so maybe okay. if I saw a face, okay. But I mean, there's yeah, the old Gen 450X is really good. Um, the new Gen the, 450X, the, the, the race, the race one, the race one, the yeah. race one, the one that Johnny built. Yeah, the race right. old Gen 450X is really good. Uh, still, you know, my favorite bike. The new 450X is still really good and really fast. Uh, it, it works really well now. Uh, I've been riding it a lot lately, so I'm getting used to it. But um, definitely the, the older gen, I feel a little bit more comfortable on just because, you know, the power to the ground. Uh, it's a little bit easier to ride, more mellow. Um, but, you know, everyone feels different on, you know, both bikes. Jimmy likes the fuel injection. I like the newer one. I, I mean, and... And I'm going, I've ridden the, I actually, I didn't, here's, here's what's really, truly funny is, is I didn't like the race one that he, that Ricky really likes nearly as much as Ricky does. I understand the improvements they made and stuff like that. But again, I'm not riding it that fast and that hard. And then, and then the, the, the newer, the newer generation and stuff, the stiffness and everything, I'm not putting factory suspension on it. And so it's kind of a, it's just a different animal. And, and uh, so I, I think, but the know. new one now with the motor package that we have and the and the mapping is really good. Johnny and Preston did a lot of work. I remember when I rode Preston, when I helped him with the fuel injection stuff. You got to ride it tomorrow. It's different now. Okay, it's a lot nice. You can't to, ride my Husaberg. I don't want to, dude. If I have a Husaberg, <laughs> you're not allowed to ride it because then you know you'll just be talking. You'll be complaining about how none of your bikes have enough power. And, oh, geez. Yeah, it's like your tires will be lasting too much too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Mark's wondering where I got this uh, where I got this bottle from. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a special night. Oh, it's expensive. Yeah. About, you want to try a sip? Kind of. Yeah, here. Oh, it's 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 the pretty it's, good. This is the good stuff. That's sipping stuff there, my friend. Anyways, uh, next question, Matt. Let's go. I'm gonna go into uh Curly Stoker's question here that he has submitted before the show. 2013 <laughs> KTM 450 SX. It has a timber sled kit on it. And today it started out running fine, and as the ride went on, it had a hard time getting uh high into the RPMs. It would act like a car bike with the choke on. Then, after some throttle manipulation to get back into the higher RPMs, but continued to get worse until it would not uh, until it would not RPM at all, and had a hard time getting it the last little bit to the trailer. Starts up in idle just fine. At idle, it will rev high, but when you put it in gear and put it under load, it won't go. Any thoughts? Uh, fuel injector plugged. Uh, fuel <laughs> pump going bad. 
those two things that in that in in that order well the especially since snow bikes are such high load you know high rpm stuff the signs of fuel injectors start plugging they tend to affect large fuel load deliveries so that's it and and uh especially kind of since it's cold and does funny things to gas and stuff like that um it would be a little bit more susceptible. Like sometimes the gas kind of gets eh, like, not like I want to say jelly. It just gets stuff in it. And then, and then a lot of, yeah, a lot of moisture. It can get, gets thicker. So uh, there's tools that you can check your fuel, uh, fuel pressure. And if you don't have a tool and you want to check it, the thing to do is just disconnect your fuel line where it goes, you know, from the tank to the thing. If you disconnect it and there's a lot of pressure in there, generally it's not going to be your fuel pump. It might be the fuel injector. And the more it's RPM and when they start getting bad, they go bad quick. Like the very first time I ever had it happen, it it went from just kind of like losing power on top end. And I wouldn't say it wouldn't rev, but it just started losing power because it was not pulling a big snow track. But that that would mean that it wouldn't rev in that sense. But it went from about a half a tank. It went to where it just barely nursed me home. And I was riding a gear high. It's, you know, just a couple gears high, just almost at like just off of idle to, to get it to make it back home. So, yeah, wrap the top with your finger like that. It's the good stuff. How is that? Pretty good, huh? Ricky, you lost. Hello. What? How was how was the tequila? Uh, it's all right. It's definitely not for me. The Class A Azul Ultra Anejo. It's the it's the it's the best. George said he took the good stuff out and replaced it with some cheap stuff, but I I know he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rich Barrows is chiming in with the yep. question. So during his last visit to Tech Talk Talk a Tuesday, Ricky mentioned doing chassis changes to the new 450X. What what would you do? There's, I mean, we have engine hangers now, things like this, and you can do uh, torque. You can retorque. Yep. Retorque like the pivot. Pivot. S- swing arm pivot makes a big difference. The, two, the, engine, the hangers. two engine hangers for sure make it. We we, we have a, a test or a um, kind of a, on the earlier one in 2019, I believe, where we did all this stuff. And we have the numbers if you're kind of curious of what the numbers are, because I think Johnny's still kind of running those torque figures. Yeah. That those are the kind of the better torque figures, and that helps. But are you are they factory engine hangers? Are you guys drilling them or no? They're uh, I don't know. They're, are they the colored ones? Yeah, the on the, my bike. Yeah, yeah, and those all make you know pretty substantial. It's kind of it's funny because it doesn't change the feel; it just changes the way the bike works. It yeah, feels like it gets more planted to more the ground soft, and yeah. mushy ish kind of. Yeah. So, but that's another thing you can go back with suspension if you have rigid suspension then you open up your engine hanger yep then it kind of makes the difference yeah and it's it's all just kind of tuning hey uh should we get to the the rooster endos yeah we can okay let's dive in we'll dive into everyone's favorite segment is it everyone's favorite segment because they're gonna make a hundred dollars from taco moto that's tacomoto.co these guys have everything you need for almost any motorcycle you have except and for if, honda well, they have, they yeah, have some Honda on stuff. Yeah, they're starting yeah, working on Honda stuff. I think that's the engine hangers right there. They have FCP. Yep. That's that's the name. I was wondering what that was, too. I kind of forgot. Um, they have 
they have the underwater running kit for the Honda yet? Uh, no, rumor has it that that's still in development. Still in development, yeah. right? So go to tacomoto.co and uh, they're bringing you Roosterendo. So the way this works is you send us a picture of your bike, you tell us the year, make, and model, and describe the modifications you've done. Or when the bike's going to, how long it's going to be on the market for before you lower the yeah, price. And the price. One of the bikes is for sale. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then we talk about it. And the bike that gives us the most enjoyment, whether it roosts or endos, you're eligible for that gift certificate. And we really do appreciate you guys all reaching out. By the way, just so I can get a feel for everybody out in the chat right now. If you're in the chat, let me know what kind of bike you're riding. Because then then I can, you know, because I like to make everybody happy. I, I hate. Yeah, and call in so we can talk about it making people unhappy. I like making people happy. So tell me what kind of bike you're riding. And then that way I can kind of gauge my responses based on the audience. And you know, they're just sitting there right now, probably cooking dinner, eating dinner. They could definitely call in right now and just on the C concepts, hot seat hotline. It's a, it's a zoom chat. Matt put it up in the chat earlier. He's going to put it up again, right after he puts up our first bike for rooster endo, which is. There's also a KX 450 for sale. So this one, (laughs) so this first bike's going to be from Dan, uh, Dan Mastrud. It's a 2022 KTM 500 EXC. Comes with an IMS tank, JD fuel tuner, Tusk rear brake guard, Mr. Wolf moose balls, KTM clutch cover protector, uh, pro bono billet spark cap, super sprock rear sprocket. If that surf starts firing right there, you see that point break off that that end there? Like I'm just looking over the shoulder of that motorcycle right now and just going, if that thing starts firing, Oh, that's by where the guy has the skateboard that, that has the pool. He has the pool. You've been there before. He has the pool. They skate in right by the coast down in Baja. We're going to sound real dumb if he says this is like down the street from his house. <laughs> San Clemente or something. No, that's, that's, that's in Baja. I think I know where I'm talking about. But anyways, I might not. But okay. So keep going, Matt. Oh, that's the whole He's thing. He's done. It's all sprocket, Chevy stream guards. There we go. Uh, and a clutch cover. Uh, you, saver, so that way when he takes it off and sells the bike, people think he's get, they're oh, getting a brand it's new bike. <laughs> Smart guy. He's got the Red Bull graphic going. Yeah. Did uh, he didn't mention his phone mount? Yeah, I was going to say, did he mention the phone mount? No, it's a race not. bike, dude. He's <laughs> well, he's got a phone mount on it. Well, he might need to take calls while you're out just winning everything. Is that a phone or a GPS? Uh, the it's phones, a phone. Phones work. It looks like, like a everything. Ra- it looks like the Ram X mount. Because I can see, uh, I can see it a little bit better than you it, guys. It it could be the one that I've been the one I talked about as a product of the week. The, I don't think it's the quad lock because no, it's the, we didn't do quad lock. We did. You uh, can see the. Oh, it has it's that's the yeah that's the Ram X mount. That's right. You're right about that. That that and that's why it has the rubber band wrapped around it because it will fly off. Yes, you know about this. <laughs> These these ones that we got. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to think of the name. I forgot about it. I'm gonna get in trouble now. Uh, they're really good. Actually, it's on the back. Hold on, I should I should look. It's on the back of my phone. SP Connect. It's this thing, dude. That's good for bicycling too. Yeah, it's vibration dampening, and it, it takes it takes a takes a charge. I know a guy. It, you you can actually have a charging thing really? in there, and it it works really good. And I I used it when um whole week in Baja, and my phone didn't do anything bad, which usually only lasts for one day down there. So this guy roosts. Uh, so Dan roosts is is that is that the guy that Colin? What did he say? Colin sets. I'm not uh, sure. Jason. 
See, Jason sitting it, on his couch just talking shit. He should just call in, talk shit. Okay, but that's is that his bike? No, no, no. It's a different no, guy's bike. This is bike. Dan. This is from our yeah. This is from the FE and EXE performance group. Okay, okay. So we got a roost. Is a roost for you, too, Jason? Jimmy? Says uh, this guy. Ricky? Oh, this guy. Jimmy is calling sets. <laughs> hey, paddle out! <laughs> it's coming. Uh, yeah, that thing roost. I think it roost. I like okay. the location. I, I wish you would take. I, I know he was trying to get the waves in the back to get my attention. I know mm-hmm. that's what he just paddleboard waves. In. So they were they, those those were ankle <laughs> slappers at that point right there. But I was just waiting for it to go off. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. But I would like to sit there. The good thing about sitting on a spot like that is you, know, you can go ride your dirt bike around when the waves aren't firing. The dirt bike is it's always 30 foot and glassy out in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Not always, but uh, I, I'll take 10 foot. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, so this next one is going to be from a Derek uh, Hokit. So let me go ahead and get his bike up here. A good, uh, a better producer would have that ready. I was going to say that, but I, I, they, some people told me I need to be nicer to you. They say, they, say, they say, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, compliments will go a long ways. Oh. And I go, well, they have to be deserved. Okay, so brand let's, new, just one yeah. heat cycle. 2023 KTM 500. Vortex ECU. He's got ants crawling in his helmet. His bike is in the shade, and the 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 hot the hot dirt in the background is all lit up. Dude, he's he's a dirt bike rider, not a photographer. Oh, we're just trying to help the next round of participants. Mm -hmm. Mott Lab suspension, fastway pegs, fastway end cap, a Cherubis tank, golden fuel filter, metal disconnect from Takamoto. Other stuff too. I'm not sure. I'm not think. I'm not. uh, Other stuff too. I'm sure. I'm not thinking about. Okay. So he provided an incomplete list. Well, this this pisses off Matt more than me. Jason needs a number. And this is what I like about Matt is Matt like really leans in hard when someone's just you, mailing you got, it in. You got to follow the rules, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're just mailing it in. I mean, he, he, even his, like the top corner of the handguard caught some of the daylight. I'm like, I can't even see your motorcycle. It looks, it looks like it's a pretty nice motorcycle what was the Dude, there's not a single scratch on the freaking side panel right no, no. there so this is a picture that he when he got it brand new he's bought the mods and he hasn't put them on yet ah that's so, what i'm oh thinking. well no he's got the tank on it oh wait no those are the fast way pegs okay yeah the, the tanks on it and stuff he he's you know i'm sitting there looking at the dirt underneath the thing and i go oh that's what dirt i want to ride i want to ride that bike but i can't even see what it is and there's ants crawling in his helmet, you know? No, he put his helmet upside down so ants can't get into it too No, they're, 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 ants are fast, man. Especially like the ants that are out in that sun, that hot sun over there, as opposed to the cool shade. Those ants are running around really quick. Yeah, I don't know. And they're going to go Maybe right. Maybe it's in, middle of the day. They're not out. They're going to go hot. right in the helmet to get a little salt nugget. <laughs> and they're going to be cruising around in there. And then, be, and then mean, he's going to put it on there and he's going to wonder why he has ants in his head. I'd be worried. Uh, the, the ants might be in the camelback, dude. They could be in the camelback too. That yeah, protein. Endo. Protein. Endo. Bike. The bike roost, but the submission endos overall. What do you say, Ricky? I mean, the bike looks clean. I know, but. It's orange. I want to ride it. I can see the car in the background better than I can see this motorcycle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is is what we call a low effort submission. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dude, he just got done washing the bike though. Look at the mud. It's like dirt. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's wet under his bike. He washed it and just let it. No, that's because it's in the shade and it's it's moisture. It's loamy. If you just go out the driveway, make a left, and and hook that road to the right, which I can I can see. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, there's trails within a quarter mile, and you're just ripping. 
That's what I'm dreaming of, but the, the submission endos. Okay. We got an endo. Yeah, it's an endo for me too. When you put other stuff, I'm not too sure though. Like I'm, that's an automatic <laughs> endo for me. So this next one uh, went by the name of Tackle Anxiety. Nice. Hey, we got an action photo. Yeah. We don't get too many action shots, so this oh. is cool. 2015 500 EXC, no garage queen here. This thing is held together by dirt. No mm -hmm. mod list. Okay, uh, so his two buddies in the background, one is checking to see what time it is. I'm for sure. Yeah. I know that one guy's checking to see what time it is, and the other guy is telling him, if you're not back by 4.30, you're getting a divorce. And the guy who submitted the photo is getting back before 4.30. No, the guy that... The guy that Took the photo, definitely crossed this stream on purpose, and got his phone out for any carnage that's about to happen. Like the two guys in the background don't want to cross. Yeah, he is doing the kind of like getting a little bit back. I'm worried about the bracing, but that's. Uh, uh, I mean, water's tricky because you can't. A lot of times, especially see some it. guns, you can't see what's underneath. You're just kind of going for a mystery. But uh, no list. You got no list, man? No list. No list. Just help Which is get... a shame. This is one of my favorite pictures that's been submitted in quite some time. Right. I I mean, look at the reflection of the other dudes in the background in the yeah. in the pond. So it's a it's a it's the photo does have some merit. It's pretty nice. I just wonder why his buddy's checking the time. <laughs> <laughs> not really not really sure. Uh he has a Cherby's handguards on that thing. Uh he has something up in the handlebars. I can't tell what it is. Does he have a saw? slid down that is a saw yes it's a saw hand slid, yep. slid down in there it good, is a saw good job yeah maintaining the trails uh or making sure that you can get through uh it's a shame i really like that photo too okay wait, wait. you didn't say rooster endo oh yeah endos for me you got all the rules wait so somebody said plus two horsepower for what thrasher stickers for the thrasher stickers yeah or thrasher well, sticker on the front fender right so <laughs> you know that 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 thrasher kind of jumped the shark Really? It was, you know, because it was a kind of a hardcore skate brand and then they sort of sold it and then they started, you know, high fashion making shirts and yeah, it went it went out there. So we got to got to find out where his thrasher loyalty is. He's a true skate rat or is I mean, held together by dirt and not putting any information in the post. He's kind of giving us a big F you. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I like the effort of it's no garage queen. It's held together by dirt. I mean, he, he clearly is a rider. He's crossing the this water crossing, I really like this shot. Yeah. If he would add so. climb gear on it, would just roost him and and uh, instantly because well, then he's supporting our sponsors. Well, like looking at that chest protector, that doesn't look like a very modern one. It's a like, Thor. I think it is. Well, looks the jersey like, is. Looks like Thor. So yeah. I mean, he's he's a rider. He's yeah. not there for pretty photos. He's there for a ride. That's right. I'm, I'm gonna. What do you say, Ricky? It's hard. I mean, he's definitely roosting right now. We can't see his bike, but. Wherever he is looks pretty fun. Yeah. I'll I'll go with I'll go with Roost on this one. Okay. Even though the list was small. Maybe he's a guy that doesn't need a lot of modifications to ride his dirt bike to have fun. Yeah. It could just be wrap around hand guards and put a saw on it and head at it. Yeah. But there is a double take mirror in there too, actually. I just caught that. Okay, so this next one is gonna be from Dave. Hey Aaron, thanks for pointing out that thrasher sticker. It just helped carry that segment a little bit farther. <laughs> this next one gonna be from Dave uh Bruson. You know what the middle word in snow is, Ricky? No. No. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> My friends always used to tell me this when we'd go riding. <laughs> they say, you know what the middle word in snow is, Jimmy? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> That's why we're going here. So 2017 KTM 500 EXC, skid plate, seat, windshield, mayor, handguards. Mayor handguards. Mayor handguards. Imagine that. I, I bring up Mayor, one of my old sponsors back in the day, and they pop up on a roost or endo submission. Uh, day trippers, low profile, 90 degree fuel thingy, and a goal in filter. He went a little light on the uh, on the uh, descriptions. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not liking the... I'm pretty sure he's in the Zoom this call, was, too. This was a low effort submission week. Well, I think he's in the Zoom call. Oh, he's in. The, oh, does he want to? Does he want to oh, come on? He asked a question earlier. Oh, this is Dave. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, you you were expecting me to remember a name? <laughs> I guess. I'm sorry. Uh he's above the snow line. I I want to know. Here's the interesting thing about this. I look at this photo, and I'm not seeing a lot of dirt any place. Like you know, sometimes you can ride in a place like this because you know that you're gonna you're gonna you're going to go down the north side and you're riding up on the south side kind of thing. But judging this bike came up that direction and usually the sun, you know, faces the source side, the, the, the south side. I'm just going, we could be really screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the, the only reason I know this, I've been here before. Like, it's really hard to push motorcycles in the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark says the last one was an endo. And this yeah. one has a Baja work windscreen on it. That's a company, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Let's see if he has any winter riding winner. says Jason Abbott. <laughs> yeah. That, I, it, that's, that's ballsy. You need a windscreen like this for your bikes, for your rally bikes. It would make it look so much more rally. I don't care. You're the only one that has to look at it. I don't care what it looks like. I just, I'm all about function. Writing it, <laughs> but if I ask somebody to submit a list, I kind of expect a couple. Like he said, he, what was his first two or three mods? Well, he's got a fender bag and rear pl- rear side panel bags. Yeah, what was it? What was his? Read the list again, Matt. Well, uh, David, I'm assuming this is you, so you can chime in if you want. But you have to re- read. Yeah, the, read uh, the list. skid plate, seat, windshield. Okay, a skid plate and a seat and a windshield. Like by who? You there, David? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember the names of them. <laughs> that's not that's not very uh, brand. Everybody likes to brag about their bike, and you're supposed to you're supposed to you know you've spent money in these products. You should be proud of them, or you're just trying to you know you had to pay money. You're molecule. not going to give them the extra molecule skid plate. Yeah. Okay. Where, where's the seat come from? Uh, He's looking for the receipts. It's a dust, <laughs> dust seat cover over a, a I, foam that I cut down. Okay, so it's a, it's it's a it's a, a David Burson David Burson Customs seat. Yeah, you know, a guy came to my class a long time ago that worked in upholstery, and he had he had made a, a seat, and he put he put a uh, what what's the material? I always suede. forget the name suede. He made a suede seat. It's on my KTM 950 right now because the brown one. Yeah. The, yeah. The brown one. That's the original seat that this guy named James Renosco made. And he would just said, oh, I just made it myself. I'm like, really? He goes, I'll make you one. 
and he made me a seat. It was really awesome. So you may be on the way to making Burson seats, but you're going to have a long way to go to catch up to seat concepts. Just saying. And they make a really nice low seat, a really nice low seat. You know, if you want to. His might be better. I have yeah. one in the garage. Uh, there we go. See? But it's yeah. in the garage. Not it's on his in the bike, garage. Jimmy. His is better. <laughs> is yours better than the seat concepts? It's narrower. Narrower. Oh, yours is narrower. Yeah. But the seat concept seat is narrow kind of in the front, and then it gets wide in the back. Right. And and is that a, is that a problem? Um, no. It's just okay because I was gonna, I was gonna identify, I was gonna identify one of the biggest issues we see in our riding school is that a lot of times riders when they're riding they're sitting in the back or the middle of the seat and then they go to stop and they try to put their foot down and that wide bulge like on a seat concept seat can be problematic but really the problem is that they don't get back into the front of the seat or a neutral position on the motorcycle they're essentially hanging off the back while they're trying to stop and start and it's also taller back there on most bikes so uh just a just a little riding tip in disguise as part of your uh, rooster endo (laughs) so you you gotta you gotta convince us here we're on the fence uh baja works windscreen is that what it's called yeah i got that for free So did you win it at a contest? I use the bike for dual sport mainly. Yep. And how did you get that um, that Baja Works windscreen for free? Um, because it you're was, sponsored. It was war. My buddy had it. It was warrantied because it was cracked when he received it. So when he got the new one, he gave me his old one. This. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a cracked one. Yeah. This is this is how this is how motorcycle people work. It's like, can I get ten percent off? Can I get twenty percent off? It's like no motorcycle person just goes and pays full retail. They've always got a deal, a buddy, a bro deal. They kind of they kind of swing it in there, um, and then and then so where where are you going at this point? Did you go up here and turn around and go back? Uh, yeah, and you, too, is there, eventually the snow got axle deep. <coughs> Right. So, yeah, I was just checking how far I could get on this particular road. It's an old uh, railroad bed, narrow gate. Okay. Oh, so it's level. So it is no, level. So You're not climbing. 6% grade. So almost okay. level, but. Yeah. It makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And all the poor people that are going to come tomorrow and try to ride there, you iced up that groove and now they're screwed. <laughs> yeah, it's already changed a lot. It's been melting pretty good. <laughs> right. Where where is this where where is this taken by chance? It's uh it's called the Shoreline or Gold Camp Road outside of Colorado Springs on the way to Cripple okay. Creek. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it definitely looks like the mountains. I'm I'm you know, since you're here on the on the phone chiming in, I'm I'm going with Roost. What do I, you say, Ricky? I agree. Yeah. He's out riding, doesn't care about the weather. Uh, you got some. You got some fans from other parts of the country that gave you thumbs up on winter riding. Yeah, chat was definitely saying roost. Chat's going with roost, so we're going to go with roost. I, I think it's good. I'm just going to, you know, have to ask you to make a slightly uh, more detailed list next time on behalf of Matt because I'm not a hater like Matt is. Yeah, I have no <laughs> sense of humor. I'm very much a hater. Okay, on to the next one. Okay, thank you, David.
action. Okay. So this next oh. one. <laughs> so this one, don't don't read the name on the file, but this one was submitted. Don't I, I? How am I going to see the file? I'm sitting here well, in front Ricky of it. He said it. <laughs> oh, so anyway, this is uh, the submission name is a uh, clone trooper scythe. Uh, it's a 20, 2003 Yamaha YZ450F. The mods are Renthal Fatbards ODI lock on grips, a one thirty second inch O ring moose bib front and rear, <laughs> uh, rear shock replaced with paper uh, mache uh, mechanical pencil string, uh, a spring, not string. Custom graphics made by Magic Markers. Frame cracked in a few places after the Big Brother stepped on it. If you want the perfect MX Hard Enduro or GNCC race bike, this is your bike. Five-time winner of the Box Garden Hair Scramble. Two-time winner of the Backyard Hill Climb. Three-time winner of the Fire Pit Trials Competition. And only finisher of the Staircase Extreme Enduro. It has won every uh, every covers Supercross race at Bunk Beds MX. The track has been closed. <laughs> the track has since been closed, and the land was turned into a study. 3,500 OBO, hate to sell a bike, but I have to enlist it in the war against the stuffed animal enclave. <laughs> so if, if you're if you're not watching this show, which some people actually listen to this is because mm-hmm. it is a podcast. We are looking at a picture of a cartoon. Uh, well, it's a it's no, not it's a, a, cartoon. It's a toy. Like, yeah, it's, it's, a a, it's, a, it's a toy. It's a Yamaha toy with a stormtrooper on it in a. I would say a pretty decent riding position, Matt. Maybe we should replace Travis. Actually, you know what? I'm going to submit Travis into this. Where did Travis go? He endoed off the desk. He's gone. <laughs> he double backflipped. He double backflipped to his demise <laughs> yeah. off of our studio <laughs> shelf. As as uh, as uh, David was asking about what we have in here. Yeah, Travis is around here someplace. I'll, this guy could be a pretty fierce competitor for Travis. Just yeah. don't touch the swing arm because we're going to get a lot. Of, Dude, he's doing the skywalk. Yeah. Okay, speaking me... of, speaking of, uh, he's got the skywalk going right now, Ricky, compared to, uh, you know, Stormtrooper. But, uh, yeah, uh, an awesome submission. <laughs> I like the, I like the, I like the effort. And, you know, what, what I really like about it is I think the camera's angled too. So it looks like the hill's bigger. Oh, he's cheating the photo. Yeah. Well, sometimes so. you can tell by the way that the, the trees are growing, but these are only blades of grass and they're a little erratic. That was always the tell, you know, when, when the trees. people would, would, would cheat the photo a little too much. Yeah. Like trees don't grow at angles. Most trees don't grow at angles. So, uh, yeah, kind of kind of liking this one. But with that extensive win list, uh, <laughs> the extensive win list, he's he's raking in the, 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 the sponsorship endorsements and mm-hmm. the dough from from the uh, the what Tyco. What's the different toy companies these days? I know. Here Hasbro. I think there's a Playboy. Uh, it's not Play-Doh uh, sponsorship in the works. A Playboy? Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Yeah. Play-Doh, right. Playboy, Play-Doh. I mean, both end up under the bed sometimes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How's my OnlyFans doing? My OnlyFans answering motorcycle questions. Uh, fantastic. But there's okay. a lot of people really requesting the Cherby's uh, sexy shirt. They Yeah, they want me to answer questions on, on, uh, on OnlyFans, but in my underwear or a Cherby sexy shirt. Dude, ten bucks a month, you get a hundred followers. Yeah, it's time time to make that thing work. <laughs> so, uh, Roost for the Toys effort. He's got a stormtrooper and gear, and it's a Yamaha, right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about it. it's a Yamaha Blue Crew. Mm-hmm. It's the best toys, uh, best toy motorcycle copy known to man. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, I, actually, I like I like the effort that was put into the story. I I, I do too. That was yeah. really good. Yeah, it was entertaining. So. 
Is it number one on the front plate, number seven on the right side plate? Uh-oh. No, I think it's number it's one glare. in both places. Okay. The glare. Is it is it is it handwritten or are those duct tape numbers? No, I think it's handwritten. Because we had a discussion about duct tape numbers. No, electrical tape. Electrical tape. And it, it, you were talking about how you're making the electrical tape look good. And my whole point was like, it's electrical tape. Just own it. <laughs> like, come on. You got to do what you got to do these days. Yeah, but that that that's a sharpie. Okay, with the that, toy, that's got to be a sharpie. Okay, that's so that's our final submission. Yeah, that's a roost. That's a I I, I agree. It's a roost. Right, roost. It's a fucking toy. It's not a roost. <laughs> okay, but the story. <laughs> the story was good, but it's still a toy. This this this, this person, this individual, it, sat down and storyboarded. It this. was it was an effort. The effort is a roost. The effort's a roost. Okay, good. Yeah. We're we're all the bike is it? Bike's a toy. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with you. Okay, we got to got to roll back. This is yep. the time when we have to make a very critical decision. Someone, four people are going to walk away with their tail between, between their legs after feeling like they could have owned $100 of tacomoto.co gift certificate. It only goes to one person. Ricky, who gets it? Uh, I mean, it's tough. I think everyone... You know I'm going to overrule whatever you say. So but go ahead. Keep so saying. if I say... David Burson should get the roost just because he was out there doing it in the snow, which I would never go do that. And everyone, oh, everyone you're right. David, you're, chat you're, is, you're so much more hardcore than Ricky. Cause it, it, the snow like actually went and hit the ground and it melted. That's how warm it was outside. Oh, fucking and liar, dude. You were it was so cold that day. You were whimpering like the, the, the stormtrooper underneath the shell there. He can't really show yeah. himself. You're like, oh, it's cold. My finger. Dude, I had like three of your jackets on, two <laughs> pairs of your gloves on. How do you go to a third pair? Freezing. Okay, Matt, who wins? Dave. David Burson. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to Especially overrule? in the snow. And then he was in the, he was in the Zoom chat too. Hey, I, I was. I yeah, was, and he called in. Like, hey, that's even better. Hey, I was going to, I was going to pick him as well. Okay. I, straight away, yeah. I was going to, I was going to pick. It was, it was a, it was a close second. Actually, I, I kind of wanted to go back and, and give Brenda another thing because I talked about her female. And then I looked over at my co-host here, Ricky, who who has a pretty sweet female also, except <laughs> he's got to grow it a little bit longer and then get some boobs and other stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, David. David, thanks for uh, sending that in. Thanks for answering our questions and helping us out tonight. Uh, super, uh, super awesome. Hopefully, uh, what, what do you think you should get with that hundred bucks? For his bike? Yeah. I don't even know what this taco some name, place co- makes. Some na- name brand stuff. He makes it. He, they make, they have everything. Maybe he can. <laughs> well, let's well, see what kind of gear he wears, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing that, Jason. <laughs> we could do a rooster endo segment where it's people's gear. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. You know what, Matt? You're, you're, you're so on to something that's a whole other segment we're going to bring in. Oh, well, we it. were looking for ways to yeah. know, make the show new. Maybe we should do like a Rooster Endo gear segment. Like we, 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 you know, you know what? We're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. This is, that's a, that's because, you know, people haven't been spinning as many bikes lately. So maybe should us dust your gear. Yeah. You just stand next to your, stand next to your, have a picture, show a, a video of, yeah. of what you wear. Or something. Just it just your picture. riding gear. All we need is a picture. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Hey, we got a couple more questions we can answer before we uh, sign yeah, off for so tonight. Me and Ricky are going to barbecue some steaks here. <laughs> it's a little late, but we're 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 that was part of the lure that I got him here on. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Dave, Dave uh, go ahead and email me at matt at jimmylosoffro We'll get you dialed in with the Rooster Endo. 
so we'll move on to this question. Tom Gray. Hey guys, what are the symptoms of an ignition coil going bad? My 2014 TC250 was fouling plugs constantly. I tried changing that's, the jetting. That's not, that's not a symptom, but go ahead. I tried changing the jetting to every combination with no luck. The bike would run for about 10 minutes, bog out and die until I changed the plug. The last time it stopped, I changed the, the plug and now I have no spark at all. Any ideas? Thanks. Love the show. So spark plug fouling and, and ignition kind of going bad, in my experience, don't seem to go hand in hand. Um, that the, the one thing that's kind of the giveaway on ignition systems is they work good when they're cold and when they heat up, they kind of go bad is, is, is sort of like when the, the, the windings are starting to go bad or even in the exciter coil, it's just like something in there heats up and it, it vibrates or it, it arcs across the, the, the windings. And so when it's much worse, when it's hot, than it's cold. That's kind of a telltale sign of that when it's, intermittent stuff it tends to be in my experience a grounding a grounding issue like somehow it's it's usually not grounding or there's a there's a there's a wire that's broken it just the intermittent thing is and it's really hard to figure out and hard to find but the spark plug fouling tends to be uh completely separate from that now ah uh, I've, I've I've rarely seen coil, kind of coils, you know, um, not the 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 yeah the ignition coil, not the ignition wind, the stator. So when it when it goes up with the coil, I've rarely seen coils go bad, but I've seen coils fail, as in something is gets the wire gets pulled out of it, the the coil isn't grounded to the frame, the the spark plug cap is not s screwed into the to the wire, those kind of things. So man electrical problems really kind of suck but if you're jetting did he say did he, did he say he ever got it running really good or we just constantly no. foul plugs he constantly said it just, found plugs after constantly like found plugs because after 10 minutes it should be warmed up and and cleaned out i mean i'm also thinking that the spark plug thing could be that it was never like revved out and there's so much sediment and oil in the bottom end and just it it never really got cleaned out. And then it's just that that's causing the fouling. And maybe it is some sort of a weak spark for some other secondary reason. And at that point, it's not warming up. You know, so it, it is a 2014. So, yeah, it is a nine year old two stroke. And T and so, yeah, TC. Was it a TC or a TE? You said TC, which is yeah, the, motocross, the one. motocross one. Uh, which. That it'd be hard to not clear out the pipe on a motocross bike, you'd think, yeah. Well, no, I've I've seen people that never ever clear their bike out ever. Okay. And then when they finally go to clear it out or they start having problems, they try to clear it out and there's so much junk in there that it it literally <laughs> it just doesn't it just doesn't clean out very well. And and then I've seen them just repeatedly foul plugs. And you literally have to just get them the the time, you know, it's like a I've seen bikes that have just leaked a whole bunch of gas into the bottom end and then they'll foul a plug a couple times and then go. But when it's actually oil, like really thick, gooey stuff, it can foul quite a few times uh, if you don't really get on it and just get it, get it singing. And there's a point where you, you give it too much gas and it sucks too much crap on there and it fouls it, mm -hmm. you know, versus 
you know, finding this kind of this right RPM, but it's, that's, it could be a, a bad situation. Uh, I don't know. I, whether it's electrical or just too much gunk in there. Uh, I've seen bad reads cause a problem similar to this before as well. You know, like a cracked read where stuff. So I had an issue, Jason said, I had an issue with a TC85 with water getting into the carb via a Air bad airbox seal. Yeah. So Israel saying check the kill switch. <laughs> yeah, there that's that's the grounding issue mm -hmm. in the very simplest way. It was running good up and down the road for the 10 minutes and then it would just die out of nowhere. Mm. Bog, yeah, well, bogged and died. It it sounds like a and when it bogged and died, so Tom when it bogged and died, was it like hitting the kill button bog and hitting the kill button bog and die or was it like you turn the choke on and then it bogged and died because it got rich or bad. So that would be, uh, be my question. Maybe we can answer that before we, yeah, we do have to sign off here soon, but I'll yeah. give him a chance to put it back in the, in the chat. Uh, Mark Daniel says crank seals. That's another, that could be another good one, but crank seals usually lead to a lean condition. Uh, most of the time, my experience. Or, or, well, I'm sorry. Well, it depends on which side crank seal. If it's the ignition side crank seal where it's sucking air and it's a lean condition. If it's the, the transmission side crank seal, clutch side crank seal, it was like the choke was on. Okay. So that's, that's a fueling sort of a problem. Uh, did, and did it, let's see, I'm going to see, did it clean out? You got it cleaned out? Yeah. You got it cleaned out and then it, it started working good and then it went to bad or it never actually cleaned out. Cause then now I'm starting to go with uh, where Mark's going with the crank seals. Yeah. So that, you know, cause that, at that point it starts sucking in transmission fluid, but I've never seen them suck in enough transmission fluid to, 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 they run crappy, but they don't bog down and die unless it would be really bad. So boy, Tom, this is a, this is a huge dilemma that has many different options maybe run down send an email and we can talk about next week or hop on the hot hotline next week yeah yeah give us a call it's it's man and these questions like this it's a lot easier to actually have the person that we can um talk about yeah and and like like we said check all the simple stuff gas tank vent hose you know make sure that there isn't a big clump of oil on the bottom i've seen people that have like like I do sometimes where they mix their gas inside their tank on their two stroke. You know, you put the gas in and you pour the oil in or like me, like this one time just recently and my YZ 125, I went and went ahead and put the extra oil in and shut the gas off. And I put the extra oil in to ride down to the gas station. This is really right down the street. And so I knew it would make it there. And I figured by squirting the gas in, it would stir up enough of that oil, but wouldn't you believe that, <laughs> that when I turned that pet cock on the, all that oil went, it didn't, it didn't mix up. I didn't shake. Cause I, I should have gone a half tank and really agitated and shook it up, but I went ahead and filled the tank and I said, God, I bet you I, I should have agitated that. And I turned it on and all the only thing went into the gas tank was oil. Oh, so boy. yeah. And, and yeah, then it bogged out and died. And so then I actually, leaned it over and shook the crap out of it and then picked it up and leaned it over. So gas, oil, gas would fall, flow into the, the gas tank until I got it, but I got it running again. So, uh, 
Hey, so Tom's going to try a few things and let us know next week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining in and watching the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. Tell a friend, uh, like us, subscribe to us, whatever you and call next time and call next time. Ricky says if you call next time, he'll come back again. Yeah. Otherwise, he's boycotting. It's really easy to join, especially since you're probably watching on your iPhones or your phone, your phone. Yeah, you could just. Click on that link. It's in the description of every show. And then I occasionally put it in the chat. And it's not like the old days where you have to pay like, uh, you know, 1-800 call no. numbers or, or one, one. Just call Jimmy's cell phone. It's all free. It's, yeah, it's all free these days. Actually, the whole show is free. <laughs> if, you, if you have the Wi-Fi to watch us, you have the Wi-Fi to call in. I didn't even talk about. Here's 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 what I wanted to talk about that, that I didn't talk about. But next week, it's I said, I wrote that bikes have become so good these days. You have to look for something to complain about. Like people have to exercise because life is so easy and they don't actually have to work a hard labor job. Yes. So that was that was what I was going to try to talk about tonight. But you guys carried the show without having to dive down that rabbit hole. It turned into a pretty informative show. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Hey. Yeah. So uh, anyways, everybody go get some sleep. And if you're uh, listening to this, uh, you know, hopefully we didn't say enough bad words. So you can listen around your kids. Ricky, drop oh, the I got to sign Mark's shirt again. Oh, that's right. We got to do some shirt signing. We'll, we'll take care of that. And uh, T. Flannel says, thanks for joining the show, Ricky. Because people hate it when uh, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, with that, we're going to say we'll, we'll see you out on the trail. And me and Ricky are going to be out on the trail.